Last episode, the party and the surviving citizens of Isatalos faced the aftermath of the primal spirit Everflame's consumption of the watched forest. Among the desolate scape of trees and homes, Ulrich found items of sentiment that invoked memories of dislocation. Grimton helped reunite a family, while Alaris walked to Trail's End to check on the status of the Pandominion, discovering that many from the contingent, including their leader and Canis, perished in the flames. Meanwhile, in the Shelter of Spirit, the Elder Council met to conclave on the fate of Isitalos. Presiding Druid Moralinde struggled to control the fiery wrath of Elder Cyanidel, while Elder Fallhide called to lead the people to healing. The matter is to be taken to public vote, and that is where we will pick up. So at some point that evening, Elder Fallhide pulls you aside, Morlinde and Auric. She says, I need to know everything that you saw in the forest. I must know if the Pandominion did this purposefully. I have to know it all. No, their camp caught fire just as, as swiftly and terrifyingly um, as I've ever seen. Um, it was clearly, it was clearly um, supernatural. Um, and it affected it, it affected the Pandominion camp as bad, if not worse. Everything burned. Do you know if anyone from the Pandominion survived the fire? There were two that traveled with us. Two Isitalos? Two two from the Pandominion. Why did they run with you? Uh well we were actually going with them. <clears throat> um we had been sort of keeping an eye on them and their activities in the forest and ended up uh, making our way back to camp with them, and that's when the fire started. So you witnessed it all? Yes. Well, we witnessed, witnessed the that there was a fire. We didn't see it start, necessarily. But they were frantically trying to put it out. Um, it was very... It was unsuccessful. It was just so fast. Can you find these two and have them join us? Sure. All right, so... Uh, you do that? Who did each of you go find? I went and found Grimton. Okay. He found him. <laughs> yeah, so give me this whole conversation. What is Grimton currently doing when I find him? Auric, you happen to f- upon Grimton as he is reintroducing a father to his apparent wife and child who are both weeping and uh, sobbing and hugging each other and eagerly shaking and thanking the thanking the hand of Grimton <laughs> eagerly shaking the hand of Grimton and uh, thanking him I basically like pause for a moment and like can tell that this is a good moment and I'm not gonna like interrupt it and sort of just wait for the people to leave alright they leave Grimton your presence is needed by Elder Fallhide who are you and who is Fallhide oh yeah I suppose you don't know that uh <laughs> I am Warden Ulrich of the Warden Scouts. Um, Elder Fallhide is one of the elders here in Isatalis, and they are discussing, uh, the elders have been discussing sort of important goings on. Is he the angry one? I think you'll find Elder Fallhide very agreeable. More than day, you find Alaris uh, as he is walking into camp. I wave him down. 
Yes? Uh, Alaris, right? That's correct. So, basically right now, I'm trying to stop a war. Um, okay. <laughs> from starting. I don't want this to happen. So, uh, could you come with me and possibly uh, speak for the Pandominion in a very um, nice way? <laughs> sure. And represent yourself as a, a very, a very good and honorable person who I uh, think you are. No problem. Perfect. Let's go. <laughs> Back. <laughs> and, and so uh morlinda you find elder fallheide again and now the four of you stand in her presence Gripton and alaris she introduces herself she says i am elder carl fallheide of isatalos and uh, i understand that you are from the pandominion what are your names my name is grimton i was with the Pandominion, yes. And my name is Alaris. I was also with the Pandominion. Why did you come to Isatalus when the fire began? To try to warn you guys and help out and try to help make sure nothing bad happened. Obviously we were late, but we tried. What was the Pandominion response to the flame? Panic. Actually, I just got back from visiting um, our contingent. I just left and came back, and their numbers are devastated. They're retreating back to the larger group as we speak. Is Encanus with them? No, he is not. What can you tell me about the general feeling of the Pandominion in the forest? How did the Pandominion treat it? Surprisingly, I did not expect this but they were taking very good care of the forest from what I could see. They took good care to uh, camp around things in the forest rather than on the forest. They had water buckets ready so that things like this would not happen, um, which is a, a great care that I appreciate. They, they seem to be doing their best to take care of the forest, which I was surprised by. Presiding Druid, at the Conclave, you, you said that this was a spiritual devastation, and it doesn't sound to me, from what you've told me now, that the Pandominion did this on purpose, that it was not their doing. The Pandominion didn't it, do this at all. They were just as surprised, just as devastated, as Alar said, as, um, as we were. I think this was completely spiritual. Earlier today, I spent a little time in prayer and I realized that this was actually Everflame's doing. On purpose, Everflame just decided to engulf the forest. And that's why I believe that it is our fault. And it's not the Pandominion. They did not start it. Maybe the Pandominion, us letting the Pandominion in, was the, the, the final straw for Everflame. I don't even know if it was all the spirits or just Everflame. I'm so in the dark right now. Well, we should find this Everflame, then. The Feast of Blame. <laughs> How do you... Merlinde, can you find a spirit? With some, with some serious meditation and in the right place, I could at least communicate. Oh. 
but it's not a physical everflame ever yeah everflame isn't in this realm physically no Melinda what can you what can you explain to Alaris and Grimton about Everflame? In my training, in my meditation, in my understanding, Everflame has been the one who uh, takes care of the forest in that um, it makes sure that fires die when they're supposed to, um, that fires don't burn things that they're not supposed to. Um, but also, and this is the reason I think this is purposeful, Everflame is the spirit of cleansing and of change. And I think this is Everflame telling us it's time to change. Now, the thing right now is I would like that change to be for peace and for growth and for spiritual growth and spiritual harmony among the people of Isatalos and the Watch Forest and not change into war and revenge and bloodshed. It, it, it is time for change. I know the spirits want that, but we definitely need to go in the right direction. I feel like I'm, I'm balancing on top of a, of a pin. Like, this could go either way, and it's terrifying. Do you have any insight on what actions or beliefs would have led Everflame to taking such drastic measures? That they would destroy Isitalos? That they would destroy the Watched Forest? What could we have done? It wasn't just us. For generations, Isatalos has been straying from uh, honoring the spirits, I think, as they, they would like us to. Um, Isatalos has, has been becoming more worldly and less, um, less secluded, less focused on the watch forest and its spirits. A lot of that has been good. Isatalos is a welcoming place for lots of, lots of people of lots of different uh, races and people from all over uh, our world and I think that's wonderful but something about that something about that change I suppose the spirits aren't particularly happy with and so here we are now what I want to do is take what we have left of the, piece, the people of Isatalos all of our different wonderful people and take them to more spiritual place so we, be, we can become unified spiritually because that I think is what the spirits are missing and what they're angry about. We might be unified as a city, unified economically, socially, that's great, but spiritually we're all over the place. And I'm not saying that like just our generation is the reason that Everflame decided to burn everything down. I think this has been a gradual thing, and I think we've been ignoring it for a long time. The old presiding druid, Karen, ran off a few months ago because uh, they felt that Isitalis had become too lost spiritually, um, which is why I have my job now. We need to get back to where Isitalis was generations ago. Unfortunately, I'm not really sure what that is, um, but I know that it is not violent. Tomorrow night, this matter is brought to the public vote over 
what the next step of us, the remnants of Isotalos, are going to do. And I can only hope that they vote for peace. So thank you for your time here. So wait, wait, this is going to a public vote? That unfortunately, yes. Um granted this isn't exactly my area of expertise. But not only did the last public vote apparently not go so well because uh Everflame, was it, decided that, that we made a wrong decision. And you can say that it's been a long time coming, but the events coincide too much for this not to have been a catalyst. So shouldn't we be seeking Morlinde's guidance and the Spirit's guidance a little bit more on this and seeing what they want? Because I don't necessarily put a whole lot of stock in, in my spiritual life, but... They apparently have the ability to affect mine, so I would like to make sure not to make any of the rest of them angry. I would agree. Morlinde speaks about returning to the traditions of yore, and participating in our ancient tradition and culture, and the way that our governing systems have been created is a part of returning back to our roots. And that means we have to vote? Unfortunately, that means we have to vote. I think now more than ever, our people need spiritual guidance. And I think for once, they might actually listen to me. At this point, Grimton, without trying to make it seem too obvious, kind of rolls his eyes, by which I mean he rolls his eyes. Yeah, give us some little insight into what's going on in your head there, Grimton. Well, in Grimton's mind, he's never been uh, one to worship or know much about the primal spirits. He's uh, more so in the line of, like, worshipping the pantheon. And he right. sees civilization as kind of a sometimes pretty violent separation from nature. So this whole, like, trying to live with the spirits and stuff is kind of who, like, who blood to him. Alaris, go ahead and give us some behind-the-scenes stuff in your mind, too. Alaris is uh, just trying to make sure that he uh, represents the Pandominion as well as he can. So he's trying to make sure he doesn't say anything or over try to over overstep any bounds or anything. He just wants to make sure that he doesn't blow any chance that the Pandominion has to continue this, even though they're already, like, their number, they've taken a big blow. Um, he knows how much how important it is to them as a nation that this that something like this will go smoothly. Thank you, all four of you, for taking this moment and talking with me. We must continue to heal the wounded and collect the dead. She she seems flustered and just really overwhelmed by it all. She says, "Thank you, yeah," and walks away. So again, uh, to refresh y'all's memory, Ia is the elven equivalent of Amen. Now, it is interesting to note that Kara is a halfling, not mm. an elf. It is interesting. The following night and day are sickening. Uh, feel free to like recharge hit points and whatever. Uh, full health and all that. You get a full rest in there. Um, Shard, 
blackened bodies in need of their last rites are brought to their surviving elders and to you, presiding Druid Morlinday. Most of the remains are unidentifiable. A long line of volunteers carries them to the sepulcher in the forest, but it too is in ruin. You are all four hungry and exhausted. Auric, tell me how you've been helping give aid as a member of the Warden Scout. And uh, a lot of this, I've figured that first of all, not only do we need to like gather what all supplies for just like running the logistics of you know, feeding and housing these kind of people, helping organize things like that, and helping like do the grunt work for some of that. Right. But I've also preparing for the eventuality to move more in my mind than in any actual doing anything just because but it's all tied into the same thing gathering supplies organizing volunteers to do things to help do things like get you know place those those bodies but also to gather what food we have any tents things like that i'm not sleeping as much catching a couple hours here and there uh, pulling over time to make sure everything is going to be okay have i located any of the other wardens uh yes you at least have filburn there we we've been doing that together like am i his, uh, his superior yeah you're the squadron leader dude right okay so i am technically his superior but at like right now we're both wardens and the only semblance of some kind of military force or order or like police force and yeah. so we're like trying to put on a good front too um you know, wearing our uniforms, keeping them trimmed and clean. So far during this process, the people have not thought about your presence here, Grimton and Alaris. Isitalos is a large enough city that nobody knows everybody, so your soot-covered clothes are able to blend right in with the rest. Grimton, what help have you brought to the people? Grimton's uh, main objective, I guess, would have been to locate as many of the bodies as possible. And okay. like whether that be by clearing to be any sort of heavy lifting and then just actually moving the bodies themselves. Go ahead and give me a perception check as you uh, like join in uh, sweeps looking for the survivors. All right. 17. During this process, you frequently, throughout the night and day, hear screams of horror as people open doors to find the charred remains of loved ones. Um, Grimton, you come across the ruins of a blacksmith's shop. The weapons here are charred and blackened, but among the brittle blades is one that carries a mystic living quality about it. It's an, an ornate short sword that burns a fiery red, through the, though the ashes around it are gray. Go ahead and give me a check of some sort. Uh, <laughs> that's, a, that's a crit. This blade holds a magic that would obviously require attunement to use, but possessing it would lock a fantastic power. You also know that this sort of blade with this craftsmanship would almost certainly have a name on it. And as you look, you find the words, For my daughter, as a vestige of our love, engraved into the hilt. Grimton, this is a flame tongue sword, which you can find on 
in the uh, Dungeon Master Guide, page 170. It sheds a bright light up to 40 feet in all directions after attunement and deals an extra 2d6 fire damage. Ballin'. Ballin' indeed. Elleris. There are a number of families around with some sort of mixed heritage. Elves and humans are running around with half-elf children, and for the most part, these families seem to be working together as a community, kind of separate from the other full elven families. Do you help them out, or do you try to stay hidden as a member of the Pandominion? Um, I, I mean, I help out. I have some medikits on me, so I, I try to assist injured people and whatnot as kind of just going around. Not necessarily trying to play into any particular group or anything. Just kind of going where it seems like people are needing the most help. While you're aiding them in the recovery efforts, you get the gist that these mixed families are afraid of the retribution from the full elven communities. They're scared that they'll come after them and will be falsely accused of worshipping the gods that have been perceived to bring the destruction. It's mm. tense. Um, why, do, why do full elves have to be such... So, say, say, say that louder and into the mic, please. <laughs> <laughs> then I will not help the full elf families as much. I'll focus more of my attention on the half elf families. That's generous of you. Hey, friends, it's Joe. We need to pause the story for the moment to thank our supporters like. Daniel Grayling for doing all of our artwork, and Blake Bost, who wrote our overture. Um, you can find his portfolio at soundcloud.com slash blakebost, B-O-S-T. Another special thanks to Sully, the DM of the podcast How Friends Roll. Remember to check out his campaign and get familiar with it so that you'll be ready when our groups eventually do a collab of some sort. Um, you can find them on iTunes or on Twitter at How Friends Roll. It's a hell of a series, and I'm stoked for their second season. We need to thank Labor of Love Graphics for helping with our website. You can reach them at laboroflovegraphics.com. I'll remind you that that website is a serious resource. It's got labeled maps, location details on major geopolitical regions of the cusp. The cast has also written player and character bios, and even designed customized tabletop minis in Hero Forge. That means that you can find a link to get your very own presiding druid, Moreland Day, Lyakalas for your campaign. That is super cool. Our handles on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Tumblr are all at AdvantageDnD. Sometimes during our recording session, we've been doing live streams using Periscope, so you can come hang out with us as we prep for a session. There's only one more episode of this exposition bit of the story, after which we're planning on sitting down to record our first mailbag. Please send us any questions you have about the show, the cast, the characters, the world, or the story, and we'll answer them all together. Tweet us, email us, whatever. We'll make sure to read it. And if you're super cool and want to record your question and send to us, open up your phone's voice recording app and email that file to advantagednd at gmail.com. We'll also be recording and responding to all the great ratings we receive on iTunes, so I encourage you to leave us five stars and a message there. Now let's return to the show. Thank you.
So that night, the survivors sit in the dusty terraced seating of the Council Valley for the vote. They're not packed in as they had been before. The number has been cut severely in comparison to that fateful night of the public hearing that catalyzed these events. It is dark except for pockets of still glowing embers, and silent save the babbling of the charmed river behind you. Morlinde, you stand at the bottom of the valley with the remaining four healthy members of the Council of Elders. Kara Fallhide speaks, addressing the valley. She says, Our families and friends are dead and missing. We have survived, but that does not mean that we will come away without pain. The memory of the flames consuming our world will stay with us forever. The lives that we once knew have been torched. These events will continue to haunt each and every one of us for the rest of our lives. We are meant to grieve and take care of each other. We will now recite the names of the missing and the dead. And one by one, as if from memory, the four elders speak aloud the names of the fallen. And you listen carefully to determine the status of those who you know. And now I get the sick pleasure of rolling the fate of Isitalos. Oh. <laughs> Uh, I have a list of every named NPC that you gave me during our months of character building, and I will flip a coin. Tails is dead, and slowly work our way through this. Oh my god, Joe. We're going to have to sit here through all this? That's crazy. Yeah, this is, it's the ceremony. I understand, but I assumed it would be more of a... No, we we need to sit through this. We need to experience this as players. (laughs) Auric, <laughs> we will start with you we already know that uh Philburn elmwood is still around and cooking but um during the past couple days you're still not totally sure about the location of your others uh to name them Alril, who is your companion runner is missing rinlim elmwood the brother of Philburn is alive. Amre Nathrana is alive. Kurt Adlin is missing. Samaris Nalar, chief heir of the Warden Scout, is missing. Barbok is alive. You've met with him before. Morlinde, you're next. Your parents, Vonda and Tuile, are both alive. Katumo, your friend that recently became the an ambassador of Isotalos to other nations living within the Watched Forest, is alive. Vaya, your old herbalist friend that lived just outside the walls, is alive. The two halflings that ran the bakery that sold the honey bread you liked are both dead. That was a bakery that you lived above, Auric. The druids that you know, Andrew Took and Wuwei Silmarin. Andrew is missing. Andrew was the uh, 
Barnell that warned you of the Watcher's sort of prophecy in that place of power. Uwe is alive. Colbin Herodinen from the Circle of the Land is missing. Yvel Gernith from the Circle of Land is missing. The others that you know, all named, lost in the expanse, it is unknown whether or not they lived or survived. Finally, I will roll a percentage die to determine how many from Isatalos have been counted among the living. 62%. You've lost 38% of your population. It takes hours to get through the naming of the missing and dead. Isatalos counted nearly 12,000 people within its territory before the fire. So by the end of the ceremony, those that remain have resolved their tears into shaking from dehydration. When the list is done, after a few moments, Elder Cyanidel walks into the middle of the valley. He says, we must do our damnedest to press on. We will be a new life among the ashes. And he switches from common into elvish now. He says, for those who can understand, we are the survivors of a long tradition of elves who have battled against the gods. And look what they have done to us. The Pandominion has destroyed us. Look at our homes, they are gone. They must pay. Isatalos must rise again and take a new, stronger form. If you are true to the noble Isatalian customs and traditions, willing to fight and die for the heritage we have just watched burn, then follow me to the Rock of Visions. We will seek the spiritual guidance of their presiding druid and take up arms against the Pandominion in the name of the primal spirits. And cheering erupts around you from zealous elves Elder Fallhide is just looking at him in absolute disgust. The non-elves and immigrants to Isatalos watch, scared of the passion with which the others so willingly storm into their council valley. Give me an insight roll. Thirteen. You gather that Elder Cyanadel was purposefully speaking in Elvish to separate himself from those who did not Elvish, those have, who are freshly immigrated into the city that haven't quite picked up on the language um, the and the traditions. And it's, it's, yeah, it's separating the chaff. It's more of a scare tactic than anything. And as soon as it is apparent that no others are wading down into the Council Valley, Elder Cyanadel shouts again in Elvish, THESE HEROES HAVE CAST THEIR VOTE! and we will fight the gods for what they have done to our homes. We will deliver justice. Let us march to the Rock of Visions. And I'm gonna roll a percentage die. 45% of those remaining that made it to the Council Valley, 45% of those individuals have left with Elder Cyanidel. They march out of the Council Valley leaving a cloud of soot and ash. And Elder Fallhide is just looking on in disgusted silence as Cyanadel and Melame abandon them. And the remaining population looks on stunned and 
scared. Um, right quick, of the people I know that I know where they are, or that I know that they're mm -hmm. alive, how many, who of them left with the... Amre has left. And then there are other squadrons of Warden Scouts that you see go. Your squadron nine, there are at least eight others. Uh, Brabrak definitely did not go with them. Um, give me a, can I have a percentage on, like, roughly how many of the Wardens stayed? Approximately 19% of the other Warden Scout that you know left with Cyanadel. Okay. Elder Fallhide steps forward. Her face shows absolute heartbreak, but also acceptance. She speaks, Elder Yesrik and I will not abandon you. We will take care of you. You are Isatalos and we are still its Council of Elders. We still have our presiding druid. I agree with Cyanadel and his followers that we cannot simply remain here. During our emergency conclave yesterday, I proposed that we eventually travel south to Letris and bathe in the rejuvenating spirit pool of the world healer. We will take a rest there to recover completely before determining our future. If you would like to join us, return now to gather whatever scraps and tools you can that may help us survive, and we will be off in the morning. If you would prefer to stay behind because of your connection to this site, I do not think less of you. Either way, if you need Elder Yesrik or I, we will be here to give you comfort however we can. Thank you. Yeah. During this time, Elder Fallhide pulls you aside more than day. She says, Take Warden Orman and the two from the Pandominion and discover what has caused this. Search the contingent's camp or the places of powers. Look for anything that will help explain what has happened. Do everything that you can to find what has caused this and destroy it. If you need to go speak with Empress Vamana herself, do so. I don't care if this requires you to go to the other side of the cusp completely. You must find a way to stop this, to heal us. Elder Yesrik and I will do our duties as leaders to help guide the people to Letris and to help them reestablish themselves, for it is not our place to be gathering a militia armed against the Pandominion. You must do your sacred duty as presiding druid and fight our spiritual battles for us. Take the night to prepare with the other three and formulate a plan. Do so quickly. Thank you, presiding druid Morlinde. Yeah. So now we get a fun planning session, guys. Uh, this will be great. Uh,
Thunder? Yes. Is it storming in Central Arkansas? That's Apparently. incredible. Wow. Free audio effects, Joe. Free audio effects, Joe. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> We're going to be God's fellow yet. Like, That's good. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to you, Aram. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs>